Yeah, kid. Welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. I am Charles, aka the Handsome Home Buyer. Uh, this episode is sponsored by none other than my twin brother, Captain Permit. Big shout out to Captain Permit and the crew over there doing an unbelievable job. I want to thank everybody out there: realtors, mortgage people, attorneys, sellers, real estate agents. I mean. The business is growing leaps and bounds every week. We really appreciate your support. Everyone's very happy. The team's doing an unbelievable job, and I, I can't thank them enough. If you need us for permits, Brookhaven's got an amnesty program out now, sending letters out to everyone. Got to legalize anything that is illegal, or uh, essentially they're coming for you and giving you tickets. 516-513-8838. Investors, if you're renovating properties, don't think you can get away with it, especially in the town of Hempstead. You can't. Give us a call, 516-513-8838. And obviously, if you have a house that smells like cat pee, mold on the basement walls, human waste floating past the basement steps, you have commercial property, development opportunity, tracts of land to build houses, whatever it is, the dirtier the better, 516-777-SOLD. Ask to speak to Handsome. All right. Today's podcast is hands down the most exciting podcast of the 50, 60 some odd podcasts that I've done so far, right? In addition, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very blessed. I have an amazing family. I've worked very hard. I've had a great career thus far that I feel is just starting because it, it, it never ends. I'm always looking for the next challenge. But this gentleman who is on the podcast today, and we're going to hear his story, him and I had an interaction together a few years ago, and so much has happened since as a result. This is one of the biggest moments in my career. This, this, the, the impact that I'm taking a very small credit for that I had on this man's life and what he has done since then and what he continues to do is absolutely mind blowing and more gratifying than buying 50, 60, 70, 100 houses or, or building uh, 30 apartment buildings. All right. So with that said, I'd like to introduce Luis Cardenas. <laughs> Century 21 American Home. Thank homes. you for having me. I appreciate that. Bro, this I, is... I, I, I am, I'm still like dumbfounded at the fact that you even thought, because I've seen the people that sat on this chair and I am, I am still amazed that you even Bro, told like, me to. Bro, we were talking that day and I'm just like, you told me, you said that to me, you dropped that on me. Cause so to give a little bit of background here and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here and then I'm going to let Lewis kind of take off with this. So Lewis, how long have you been an agent for? By the way, I didn't know that. Uh, 2013. Like, okay, a license holder. Okay. 2013. So six years, right? So yep. you you've had your real estate license for six years, but you didn't really you didn't really do real estate transactions. You did BPOs, right? right? So for those of you who don't know what BPOs are, there BPO stands for broker price opinion. So if a bank is, if a short sale is happening or if a refinance is happening or if a bank is just looking to value their portfolio because they, they have to every certain amount of time, they will put out requests to people that do BPOs like Lewis and he will either do drive-by analysis for them or he will go in the house and do more of a you know specific uh, appraisal-esque type of review of the house so that the bank can value what it is. So it was 2017 we met, right? I yep. think. Uh, 2017, we met at a BPO, and we just started talking in the in the street. We spent an hour and a half talking. Well, actually, we met much much earlier than that. The first time we met is yes, at a house right. in like Wandage or something, and it uh, was like, uh, I came in my Harley, and that's kind of oh, like yeah. I was dressed down. 
And we just kind of like hit it off. Like, oh, two yeah. young guys doing business. That's that awesome. And just kind of. That's right. I forgot about that. And then maybe we saw each other another time. And then finally, in a later part of 2017, yeah. that's when we had our, you know, our. Our, 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 our love our, affair yeah, began. Yeah, I love. Our, our love, true yeah, love affair yeah, began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to kind of like, I want you to kind of take it from there and, and tell the story about, you know, the interaction that we had and then what we talked about and then how it's propelled you like from this moment. So. To this moment. So basically the background is that I was doing BPOs, doing a lot of them. And that just means driving in your car for long periods of time, making a good living. But at the same time, I was, you know, you, you can see if you follow business trends, you see what's happening. You, you see, you can see two, three cars ahead of you. And uh, I could see the business shifting. I could see that short sales and REOs and, and all those things were going to start slowing down and I was going to become a dinosaur. And so I needed to recreate myself. And so I started thinking in the back of my head, I had children at this point and I had a wife and I have, you know, a a big bill that I need to carry every month. And I started thinking, what's my five-year plan? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? What's going to happen? And so I meet Charles and uh, that day I I met with Charles. We do, we go through the, the usual process. We walk through the house, I take the pictures and we move on. And then Charles starts to, you know, poking me with questions like what do you want to do what do you want to do where where are you what, what's going on you know how do you do this how do you do that and i'm at some point i just opened up the church and i'm like look this business is gonna die and i think that i you know i've been told that i'm i'm good at doing real estate but at that point i had only done one transaction the year before one sale for a, my first buyer yeah. and so i said maybe i'll do that and charles is like you should totally do it this is and this is i'm i'm resuming the whole conversation into like maybe 15 seconds but it was an hour and a half conversation about how i'm telling him how no i suck blah 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 just being whiny about the whole thing and he's pumping <laughs> me up like no man just You're go out there go do it you can do it you know it, it's just like you know you have these conversations in life you have those people that walk into your life and tell you things that you really need to hear at that moment and that's why you know i never told them this and we keep in touch often enough but we were talking last week and and I had a really good week and I'm telling him, you know, giving him credit, like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, this is all because of a conversation we had. And it really was. I mean, part of it was the big man upstairs, you know, having, giving me grace and, and giving me, you know, a brain that I could use effectively. But part of it, a big part of it is Charles's just push, like propelled me to make the move, make the decision and, and go for it, you know, no matter what. And it just, you know what? I went back home. I talked to my wife about it, and she said, "Listen, whatever you want to do, I I back you up as long as you know you don't go crazy, basically." <laughs> and I said, "No, I really think I can do this based upon confidence and a, a very one track session that I think went well and Charles's faith in me, basically, because that's really really what it came down to." Dude, this is like. I'm so pumped up right now. I mean, there's so many things that you hit on there that I feel like people need to understand and realize. I mean, first of all, mind-blowing thing is like, you were, you're obviously, you're a very intelligent guy. You're very, very socially intelligent, right? We were talking about this before. So like a point that you just made before is you were like, you're like, I I see the future. Like I'm doing BPOs. First and foremost, how about this? Were you happy? When I met, when we had that conversation, were you happy like with your current career path, what was going on? So was I happy with my, so this is a conversation we had. Was I happy? No, I wasn't happy because I felt like at that point I really needed to be 
looking forward to what my retirement was going to be. You know, I know I'm, I'm only 32 years old and I feel like I'm 22. I'm just getting started. But you start, once you have a family, you start thinking, oh, once you have a family, when you have a moment in life that really you start looking forward and say, holy crap, I really need to figure out what I got to do for the rest of my life because time is not stopping and I got to start playing games. Then, then, then you start having doubts about what you're doing and really start thinking about forward. What am I doing? What am I doing? So I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, even though I was making good money. So financially, I was okay. Yeah. But, but, but emotionally, like emotionally and financially, you know, looking to the future, I wasn't okay. Yeah, like so I wasn't happy. I brought that up because I, I distinctly remember you being like, you know, just you just didn't seem happy, and that's right. why I was like, bro, you gotta like do this, like whatever it's gotta do, you gotta be happy. And now you have this like. This light that right. that kind of that you emit, right. like you're you're glowing, you're smiling, you're happy. Like it's a totally different person. You were actually even some like you even seemed somewhat kind of introverted at the time, and now you're all over social media. You're everywhere. Well, I should just say that because I I would tell my wife like I would be proud of being antisocial, because but there, but there's a difference Why? between anti, because because people are so judgmental. Okay. And I, I like I like what I have. I like what I do. I'm confident on every decision that I make, okay. and I make mistakes. But but people judge, and they they have no right to say certain things. And so I just became so introvert. Like I would, my car was my office, and I yeah. would be happy just being driving, making money alone. I didn't have to deal with a, a boss on top okay. of me or employees under me. So I, I that that I was almost proud that I was able to manage this in my head empire I had of BPOs alone. So, but, but that started eating at me because I was socially, you know, like I was just, That's a, not really I, healthy. Like, no, I, I was, I was almost seen like I was grumpy, you know? Yeah. And, and, no, and it, I wasn't grumpy. I'm a happy, funny guy. You actually did seem a little grumpy at the time. I, I was right. I yeah. was. It's no, just, that's why I say that. Yeah. But, but it wasn't in me. It, it wasn't, it's just the situation around you kind of starts becoming toxic. And that starts eating at you. And if you don't get out of that situation, which is what I give you credit for, just yeah. kind of like handing, putting a hand down and pulling me out and say, you know, you should really pursue this. You have, I don't know what you saw in me. I really don't. But, but you know, at that moment, I, I thought, you know, this this makes sense. This is what I've been kind of thinking wow. about. And that just confirmed what I, what I, what I had be, what kind of was in my mind at the, at the time. Wow. And it might have just been like, you know, it just might have been like timing. At that moment, you were probably ready to hear something like that. Right. And I guess like some higher power brought us together in that moment. Right. And um, I said what I said and you were like, let's let's go. But, you know, I, I hate to turn around because I know you want to hear about me and I'm like embarrassed by the whole thing. But but I'm I'm wondering what where were you at that moment? Because I know you a, a year from now, yeah. things have changed a lot for you, you know, in in. And you have you have gone to different paths and just yeah. diversified in like a huge way. And so sometimes I feel like you talk to a certain amount of people, mm-hmm. and you're almost talking to yourself at the same time. And so I, I wonder when, I wonder where you were at at that moment that you were pumping me up, but at the same time I felt the confidence coming out of you, almost like you needed to tell yourself, "I need to do the same thing." You know, like you know what it is. Like it's very interesting that you say that, and this goes back before to me being like you're a very socially intelligent guy. I mean, that is who I am. As a person, meaning like I want to pump everybody up. Right. I want everybody to be happy. I only surround myself with really good people. Like if you're not a nice person, and I, I really, I really feed a lot off of energy of people, mm-hmm. right? So if I if I feel like at your core you're not a good person, like I can't be with you in any capacity, right. even though potentially there's huge money to be made or whatever. 
because it'll it literally messes with me. Yeah, like I feel like your integrity. It, it, it you, you can't be true to yourself because your integrity is almost. Uh, you're not a clean slate, and if you hold yourself to a certain <sighs> standard, bringing yourself down to a lo- lower standard, it's almost like betraying yourself. And so it's just like the energy. If the energy is off, and it's not all positivity all the time. Like I always tell, like um, my my good friend and, and CFO Mark, who's sitting uh, next to me. I always tell him, like, listen, I want ninety percent positivity out of you and ten percent realism. Right. Like I want, I don't want you to, you know, to, to to pump me up, but at the same time, like I feel like we can accomplish anything. Right. And when I saw you there in that moment, I just kind of felt, I'm like, dude, this guy, like, he's got what it takes. He's like, he's right there. I'm like, all he needs is like somebody to kind of push him right. because sometimes that's what everybody needs and then when you start like in this moment now right. you're feeding it back to me right. and I'm, I'm i'm pushing it back to you right. and together we're like throwing yeah, the positivity yeah, yeah, yeah. back and forth and and elevating ourselves as people and our yeah. careers so i i feed off that yeah, yeah. like i feed off that energy. well that's that's why we were having the conversation earlier about how you know and we'll go a little bit in it but just a little snippet like i went into my office and and nothing wrong with the people in the bullpen mm-hmm. but there are in every single to office there is the people in the middle and the people in the corner offices okay and so i gravit- i didn't realize this i didn't know that there was like an in office hierarchy based well, on if you of make like more money locations. if you make more money you know like it's like this the 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 phrase corner office you know if you okay. have the, you, you're yeah. the ceo if you have a corner office you're probably making more money than anybody else that's interesting and something and you're do and in order to make more money than everybody else you must yeah. be doing something right and so I wasn't being nosy, but I gravitate to those people because I want to be performing at a higher, like if I'm doing certain amount of deals this year, mm-hmm. I want to do double next year, if not more. Yeah. And so in order that I'm always hungry for what's, what I need to be doing to, to perform just better. And those people are performing at a higher level. And so you either are drinking coffee all day and chit-chatting in the middle of the bullpen, or you are gravitating toward the outside and hopefully people are... They see they, they God gives you grace. They see something in you and they pull you in. Yeah. And that's how I was be I was basically jump started from from doing no deals in 2017 because I didn't I wasn't actively in real estate to doing you know maybe ten sides. I did ten sides on on 2018. So I want to so I want to run quickly through your your track record over the last few years, right? And then I want to kind of delve into you know. How you went about doing? Because there's a lot of realtors out there. Like there's 27,000 realtors, right? right? Yeah. Half of those, this is confirmed. Half of those have never done a deal. Right. Right. Which is nuts. License, and then, license holders. Exactly. And then five percent of those, like remaining 13,000, do 95 percent of the business, right? right? So you've had your license for six years. In 2016, you did one deal. In 2017, you did zero deals. The year we met. Right. We had that conversation. Last year, you had 10 transactions, and so far, you have five transactions in the first two months of this year. Yeah. That's like next-level growth. Yeah. Like, next-level growth. So, like, you can, you can clearly see there was, like, a catalyst there. So, so I tell you what combination of 2016 and 17 was. So, in 2016, I was referred to somebody because they knew I was an agent. They, mm-hmm. I, was, I was a license holder. And so they said, you know, my friend wants to buy a house. And I said, oh, you know, I don't really want to do this because I was at that state of mind. You know, I'm lo- I'm alone. I'm, I'm alone. I'm an island and I could do this on my own. I don't really need anyone else. Okay. And so especially not not dealing with the public because that's a huge thing. Like the, dealing with the public is a tough is a tough thing because people need to be educated. Yeah. You know, people have a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of misinformation. And so you need to educate them so they can so you, they can get to where they want to be. And that's a process. Right. It is a process. And that process costs you money. And that money equals to literal money or time. Yes. 
So this person, I, but I really held this person highly. And so when they sent me a referral, I wanted to do right by them. Not necessarily, it wasn't about the buyer. It wasn't about the money. It was more about the person who referred the business. Okay. And so I went through the hassle of selling by, and that I showed this person like 40 houses. We went all through Long Island. It was, it was hard. I couldn't tell you because I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, I'm taking this person out every weekend to see houses and they're not making a move. Yeah. And so, but, but eventually they, they, uh, they, they bought a house. Mm-hmm. And so I went on social media and I posted it. I yeah. said, I'm so excited. It's my first deal, blah, 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 blah. Um, and those, and they saw me, they saw the post uh-huh. and they commented on it. Oh my God, we didn't really know that it was your first deal. Um, you did an excellent job. That's nice. And so I was like, okay, well, that was pat in the back. Great. I did a good job. Whatever. No referrals after that. Not actively in real estate. Nine months later, they call me and they said, are you still in the business? Because we want to buy another house. And so that, now that I'm thinking about it, that was the moment where I started thinking, maybe I'm good at this. Yeah. Maybe I did something right. Maybe I could do this real estate thing. Maybe I could be a good agent. And then, and then I'm, my, that's kind of. The popcorn in my head every yes. day while I'm driving 12 hour days doing BPOs and then I meet you and you're like yes you could be that agent yes you could do this yes you could do that so uh, that uh, confirmed uh, that's interesting that confirmed that that moment and I said okay you know if if this person is calling me back after knowing that I'm a rookie I know nothing about real estate and I did a good job I served them well mm-hmm. and then this guy's telling me he doesn't know me we've seen each other twice that I could do it you know this is confirmation this is like I really need to do this that's so, right so the next move was just get education, find so, out how to do it properly. Before, so here's the thing, and I, I want everybody to, to understand this, and you, you told me about this before. Like, so this is what we're about to talk about is like super powerful. Forget about like yeah, to any in real estate, but in life, in business, right? Because right. if you're somebody who's like unhappy with your job and you want it, you know, a massive change, you want to take action, you're ready. Like, you basically, with the support of your family, which is amazing, right. you essentially went into debt to take a risk to say, listen, I'm going to give this a year and not do the BPOs, which you were making money on, and just went out there 100% committed to making this succeed, and you have. That's huge. The mentality I had, and this is what I told my office manager, is this. This is plan A, B, and C for me. And there's no, there's no other option. Like I say, wait, hold on. Say that again. <laughs> say well, that this again. This is literally what I, I this is what I saw. No, because in my mind, I had internalized this. I said, I said, I, I didn't finish. I went to school for civil engineering. I didn't finish that. Mm-hmm. I got into business and started making money. And then, you know, yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll go back. So I could, I don't have a degree to fall back on. I, I, before that I worked at a deli, you know, to, while I was going to school. So I was not going back to work at delis. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I'd, when you're performing at a certain level and you need to make not 12,000 an hour, you, that's not an option. No, you have a family to provide right. for. Right. So, so, so that's not an option. And real estate is a high income, high stress, high return business. You got to put your, you got to put the time in. And so I saw that as an opportunity to continue to, at some point, start making the same money that I was making before, but that, but, but, but it needed to be all in. I needed to be mentally all in. So I told my manager, look, I need, I'm going to need help because I need to figure this out while I'm on the road. But this is like, I need you to have full confidence that I'm not looking to do this part time. I'm not a retiree that's like, oh, now I'm going to do real estate because I have free time. This is plan. I told her literally, this is plan A, B, and C for me. This is my my number one option and my fallback option. That's it. So, like, if you want to be really successful at something, 
you can't like dabble in this and dabble in that. Like you could do it when you're trying to figure out what you want to do, but ultimately you got to like pick a lane yeah. and you got to go all with in. With everything in life, you want to be a, 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 if you want to be a soccer player, that's your fallback plan, you know? Like that's not your plan B or your plan oh, I'm going to be I'm going to go to college for soccer and hopefully they pick me up, but I'm going to be a lawyer after that. Uh, I'm going to go to school. It's great to get a degree, but if your goal and if your life is going to be fulfilled because I think a lot, you, you come to a realization that money comes and goes and 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 happiness is a state of mind you know it's you you're just it's just inside of you whether you have the money or not you know like i may not have the money now because i invested everything i have and everything that i don't have because that's the key to it everything that i don't have into real estate so that i could propel myself like it's all or nothing for you it's right? all or nothing like it's you you are literally out there like everything on the line ready to go like right and this this has to succeed, and it is succeeding. And it is, yeah, it is. So it is. I want people. So whatever happened, you and I met. It was time for you to like. What was your process from going from nothing to where you are right now? Like, I remember you touched about education. So kind of like explain to me what were the next steps. So after that, I went back to my uh, to my uh, office manager, and I said to her, "Look, I, I was actually my wife has a, uh, was a license holder." At a prop at a company out east in Smithtown. Okay, and so that guy was the same thing. He kind of saw that I was, you know, that I'm a, I'm a. You know what? Here's something funny. I'll make a parenthesis here. My first boss, my first mentor, he told me. He said this to me. He said, "I look at you as a hired gun. Wherever I point you, point you. I just got to give you the bullets, and I know that you're gonna that you're gonna perform." Wow. So that that was huge for me because nobody had poured that into me before. So. I looked at that the same way and I feel like people see that in have seen that in me and they've capitalized on that and I, it just needed to be time for me to capitalize on myself yeah. you know and so this guy told me come to my office come to my office move over move, move switch brands basically and I will mentor you and so I, I said you know that's fine and I felt like Century 21 in general it's just too big of a C and I wasn't getting one-on-one which is what I needed I needed okay. to be a baby that needed mom to tell him what to do <laughs> and so this guy was ready to take that role yeah and I went back to my office and I said you know I really don't feel like I belong here because I, I want to go to a smaller place that can help me you know more one-on-one so I can really learn what what I need to do because yeah. at this point I had no transactions 2017 uh, and she said why? Why would you go to a small office? You're in the big, big, you know, what's what's a manager of Century 21 now supposed to say? Yeah. This is the best office in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then this is why we can provide this, that, this, and the other. But one of the things you said is education. You need to learn by people that do it really well how to do every single step of the transaction. And so I said, okay, that's what I need then. Out of that conversation, I got out of, I need to learn. I need to educate myself because, because I need to be able to tell people. People need to feel the confidence that I know what I'm doing. And if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm always going to be conflicted about what I need to do or, or or I have to go back and say, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. And you can only pull that card off in a transaction maybe once or twice. Yeah. But you can't all the time be saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing because that sends a wrong signal. Yeah. And so I said, in order for me to get to the next level, I have the drive. I, I have the potential. I need to put the gas into it. I need to I need to fill myself up with the stuff that I need to learn 
in order for me to be able to tell the people what to do. So Century 21 has like, tell me about the program. Like It's called Soaring to Success. Okay. And, uh, and it's basically a two-month program. You go twice a week. It's, uh, it's um, and who, who teaches it? So the top agents uh, in the company, if, okay. they're re- if they're the best at REOs, they teach that class. If they're the best at listing properties or listing presentation, they teach that class. Wow. If they're the best at, uh, you know, uh, working with buyers and buyer brokers, they teach that class. Let me ask you this question. I'm, I'm curious to know. How many people have, were actually in the class? There was maybe less than 20. Yeah. For sure. Less yeah. than 20. And how many, how many, and this is open to all Century 21 agents, right? Everyone. How many Century 20, do you have any idea how many Century 21 agents there are? 750 plus. So there's 750 plus, Century right? Century American Home Agents. Yeah. Right? So just think about that for a second. Like, the, such a small, there's like 3%, 2.5% of all agents are going through this. So it's like, how many people really, really want it? Right, right, right. And, and, and the funny thing is, and this is what you kind of have to be, what I was telling you about being actively in the moment, is... Um, when you look at the people on that table or in that room, maybe thirty percent of those people are high-producing, high-high-income uh, people. Yeah. So because because you are, it's kind of like the way you are now. You know, you've you've, you've reached a level, and then you went to school, like, and then you yeah. go into your masters because yeah. you notice that people that are making money. Are, they never stop learning. And yeah. the people that are there still go to class, still educate themselves, still are pushing forward because there's always something to learn and you got to be sharp exactly. all the time. Which which brings me back to like a, a point that you said during the you know the opener, which was you recognize that BPOs, the REOs, like that industry was was dying, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you, you're like, I have to innovate, I have to change. Right now, we're in a period like that. Well, first of all, the world is moving faster than it ever has before, mm-hmm. right? The days of, like, working for somebody for 30, 40 years is over. Mm-hmm. And, like, every, like, 10-year cycle, what was hot is now not hot anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to, like, constantly innovate and constantly change, right. you are going to die, right. right? So you're either growing and innovating and you become comfortable in that, like, in being uncomfortable, right. or you're going you're gonna to be out of a job. Right, right. you got to be fearful that you're going to lose your job every day, I think, and... Losing my job would mean, you know, not get a, not get a buyer. What, you know, not get a, not get another listing. So you always have to be. I don't, I don't know that the right word is fearful, but you always have to be. That hunger really has to be in your belly all the time. Otherwise, if you, if you don't think that you're, you, if you, with the moment you think that you re- reach a, a moment where people are really gonna call you for your experience or for your reputation only. Mm-hmm. You know, the options are getting bigger and bigger every day and you become more of an option than anybody else. So what, you know, you really have to be paranoid. (laughs) You got to be paranoid all the time that somebody's going to be better than you and they, and your business can go to those people. You said something to me before we we jumped on the air, which was like, I think very powerful. And I want you to kind of explain why you said to me, um, your mind is your biggest enemy. Well, and this is really, really big for people. Yeah, I feel like, you know, what, the reason why we were talking about it is because I was talking about my own failures. You know, I was talking about, yeah, you know, people tell me that I'm this and I'm that and I'm the other. But if I can only pick up another book, if I could do an extra half hour listening to a book or listening to something more productive, if I could make the mental leap of stop checking, waking up and checking social media, whether it is for enjoyment or, or, or business... And use that moment, that half an hour everybody gets in the day, which is the first half an hour in the day. You could wake up an extra half an hour early. You could, 
you know, those are, that's the time that my wife and my kids are sleeping. It's quiet. I can go in the living room. I can go in my office and read a book. And that's why I was talking about that because that I am, I am to the point where that mental barrier has to be broken. And that's my big, that's your enemy. And that mental barrier has been broken several times and that's gotten to now. Yeah. But you get to the point where, you know, there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to, to absorb so you can pour it back out. Yeah. And so reading a book, listening to people that know what they're doing and they're telling you how to do it. It's, it's, it's really what the next level is. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if, you know what I read, I read, a, I read a, like a meme a while ago that said, I think 90% of people they they like survey people and 90% of people, the worst day, the least favorite day is Sunday afternoon because they have to go to work on Monday. Right. Yeah. And I don't feel that way at all. First of all, I, you know, I, I've been working seven days a week, not eight hours a day every day, but I've been working seven days a week for the last year. Yeah. That's what it takes. So I, Monday to me means like somebody texted me the other day and said, I told them that I would be available Monday and they texted me on Monday and say, hey, we're meeting. And I said, no, we're meeting Monday. And I said, it's uh, no, I said Wednesday. And I said, it's, it's, they told me today is Wednesday. And I said, dude, I'm sorry, but. To, to me, every day is Monday. For the next, for the last year and the next year, every day to me is Monday because I, I don't have the opportunity to take a day off. The, my business is my baby and I got to raise it. Uh, you don't take off on your babies, you know. You know, like uh, a newborn baby, you can't live alone for more than two, three hours at a time. And so you have to be present. But it's, it's, you have, you have to be able to put in the time and, and the mental jump, you got to beat your mind. Whether it is to get up and work out and lose weight or, or read a book if you have to educate yourself or do whatever it is to do that you need to do to get to the next level. The first barrier that you have to overcome is your yourself. It's that guy inside of you telling you, nah, leave it for later. Ah, do it tomorrow. Ah, it's not necessary. Ah, everything's fine. And um, you got you got really good news this morning, right? Oh, I, I woke up to like, uh, I yesterday I was talking about, everybody's talking about Oh, the new, the Century Twenty One Gala and blah blah blah, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I last year I went and I paid because I I didn't get anything. It was my first year and it was in the beginning of the year. I had not one transaction in contract, you know, nothing, and so I I went to figure out why people went. You know, it's big nosy. You know, in, in supporting my fellow agents in my office that that are getting awards. And I woke up this morning and I had a text message: congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And I check my, and I'm like, what's going on? Did I have a baby overnight and no one told me? Like, what's, what's happening? And I check my email and I made it. I, I, I'm actually getting an award for, um, for um, it's called a gold circle. It's nothing big, but, but to me, it's more representation of, of the work that I put in, you know, in one year. Like most people, I think the, the averages are like, in the first year, most agents close one. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the same, same second year, they close like six, and then you know, that's that's the averages. You know, the, my first year, in my head, full time, but not really full time. You know, yeah. it's oh, because you were because you were still doing BPOs. I was still doing BPOs. I still do figuring out hours. You know, my wife works part time, so part time of the time, I have to be with my girls, taking them to school or whatever. So yeah. like, if you're not if you're not present doing business, you're not really doing business. And in my head, I was worrying about real estate, but I wasn't actively in real estate. And so I was really working part-time. 
I was stressing out full time, <laughs> but I was working so, part time. So I did 10 sides part time, essentially. So that, I mean, that first year had to be crazy nerve wracking, right? Like, yeah, be- because because you are figuring it out on the road. You yeah. know, you don't you don't have the chance to like a buyer that you have is like gold, or a listing that you get is like gold, and you yeah. can't mess it up because you know you're gonna get fired. This is a this is a job interview you went on. Yeah, and at any moment they could say, yeah, we don't want to work with you anymore. I think that's a really big thing. People, I think people in every business have an underappreciation and don't fully understand the responsibility that they have to their clients or to their employees, right? Yeah, like you, if someone's trusting you with their house, which is essentially right. the biggest asset that like 99% of the people in this country have, right? right, right. To either make the right decision to buy a house or to sell a house, that's a huge responsibility. Yeah, yeah. This isn't about just like getting a check. This is about like you're changing people's lives. You're affecting the next five, seven, 10, 30 years of how someone's going to live, support their family, make memories, etc. Right. And that's why, that's why I feel the first, the first uh, barrier you have to overcome when you meet somebody is to change the perception they have that real estate agents do a lot of work, a little work for a lot of money, and that there is, and that it's very crooked business. Real estate business is very simple. You got to get somebody from point A to point B, whether they're buying a house or selling a house to getting the house sold or bought. And so, but there is steps in the way and there is a lot of money to be made. And the moment people start cutting corners, that's when you feel like you're not being true. You're not being truthful to your client and, and things can go wrong. And so my, my biggest thing besides being, being happy with what I'm doing it's providing a service that people are, that people can refer. Like, I, you know, I am not worried about the three, four, five, six thousand dollars I'm gonna make on this next closing. I'm worried. I'm paranoid about getting a referral from those people. Yeah, because so, your reputation is that important. That's what drives yeah. me nuts in my own business. Is like when I deal with the employees of my family that work with me. I'm like, listen, people call us because. I have had a certain interaction with them mm-hmm. and they know the way I do business, right? Yeah. That has to, and as you kind of dilute yourself because you can't do everything, you have to keep that, you, you struggle to keep that standard, yep. which is very, very hard, very, very right? Hard. right? It takes a long time to get to that. Uh, it takes, you know, a lot of a lot of pulling your hair out and, and internalizing a lot of frustrations so that somebody else can just take over and screw up a, a deal or screw up a perception that they have on you and then you just lost that those three, four leads that you're gonna get over the next four or five years. Yeah, I mean, one of my really good friends, uh, I say this often, uh, Val, he has this quote that says, uh, a reputation, it takes um, a lifetime to establish a reputation and a moment to lose it. Yep. You know, real talk. And at, you see realtors that have been in the game for like 20, 30, 40 years or even any business, the referral business, right? Mm-hmm. A, costs you nothing, right? Right. B, is the easiest business to close, right? right? Because they're coming in off, off a recommendation. Yeah. So how do you see, now that you've been out there hustling for a few years now, how is that referral business starting to, to like take off? You see the impact of that? Uh, I mean, the, uh, I think 30% of the buyers I had last year were from social media. Okay. So, so that's, it, it's just a reflection of people in, in social media, you know, a lot of people have social media, their life, it's really not their life. You know, they don't post about their job or whatever, because they hate it Yeah. because it's not fulfilling. If you look at my, I'm biggest on Instagram, but if you look at, if you look at my Instagram, that's my life right there. You know, yeah. I like my family most. 
I like my wife most. <laughs> I, like, I love my girls. They're there. Uh, I love the business that I'm in. That's career. This is retirement for me. You know, this is something that I want to do for the next 30 years and plus after that. Uh, and I like my motorcycle. And that's what my social media is about. You know, I don't do anything outside of that. I, I do church. I do... Uh, but, but mostly it's that. You know, church, it's, work, family, and, and motorcycles. You're really, yeah. So... And I've, and I've seen your social media, obviously, and I, and I follow you and I look at everything you post because I, I genuinely enjoy it because it's authentic. Right. Right. That's me. That's me. It's real life. And people want to feel like they can relate to you. Right. I want kind of, I want your opinion and suggestions to agents out there because there's a lot of older agents and, and I've been trying to drive this home in the last couple of podcasts and bringing different people on that. Like I had John McSherry last week, who's very big into social media. A lot of the older agents are calling me I have relationships with and they're like, yo, like business is slow. I'm like, listen. It's not that business is slow. I was like, the way the world communicates is mm-hmm. changing, mm-hmm. right? If you're looking for first-time home buyer, which is like the bulk of the business right now, mm-hmm. those people, the 27-year-old doesn't communicate the same way right. that the people that you've dealt with in the past are. Mm-hmm. You can't put your name on a bus stop seat anymore and get business. It doesn't work that way. Everything is online. Right. It's very complicated. So kind of, I guess, talk a little bit about your your social media strategy, how, how important it's been to you. Um, and just in general, how, how important you think it is in the business? There is the, so there is a strategy. Everything I post, I post for a reason. And 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 I and I, I already told you that it's real life. You yeah. Know? I just don't. But I don't. And you're post. consistent. Very I, consistent. Yeah. You have it. to be consistent. You have to be in people's faces. You have to be. You have to be remembered. Like when they think real estate, they're gonna think me. Yeah. That's really the ultimate goal. That any real estate transaction that somebody may have, uh, whether it's in New York. Or is anywhere else that they're gonna think you? I gotta call this guy because he must know something about it. Whether he could do it or he can point me in the right direction. So you have to be consistent. That's number one. Number two, I feel like for older agents, you have to overcome that mental block. Yeah. That this is the future, and that's it. You know, it's like when you. It's like when your parents tell give you a. Uh, you know, today we're gonna have mac and cheese. Well, I don't like mac and cheese. Well, that's what we're having. What we're having for the next. Five years is Instagram, Facebook, and that's what you're gonna eat. Yep. And so whether you either, <laughs> either, you, either you eat it or you're gonna be hungry. Yes. That's so that that's that was awesome. Was, that's so what it comes true, down though. to. It's true because there's no. What is the other option? You're gonna keep you're gonna keep calling people. You're gonna keep telling people <laughs> telling people that that uh, that no. You're gonna keep mailing to them. I mail. But I, you know what? I, I, funny you say, I'm going to tell you something. I had a conversation with this really, really high producing guy in my office. And I was talking to him and, I, and we both male and talk about, you know, how to be smarter about that and how to really put the proper amount of money into it. But I said to him, I have not mailed, I had not emailed one client in my whole life for, for prospecting. Never. Because we have already skip that whole That's that whole gone. thing people just delete 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 they delete, don't even delete. read it they yeah. don't even read it you i you have a, a business email you have a personal email and you have a junk email yeah and most people that are not going to take you seriously because let's face it most people are not going to take a real estate agent uh because you're going to think they're going to think that you're going to spam them you're going to send them houses they don't want to see you're going to yeah. just try to sell them a house that they don't want to buy uh they're going to give you their junk mail email so you're going to go there you're going to be junk so I have not. So we jumped from mailing in one or two years, did emails, and then it went straight to social media. Wow. And so if you were thinking that you want to, you know, how do I set up my CRM so I can email people automatically? Wrong. 
They don't want to know about your automatic emails. They want to know about your life. They want to, and most of all, they want to relate to a human being. Yes. They want to know that you are a human that has emotions, that has, that has successes and that has failures. And that, and that, and that so happened that you are really good at what you do. Because most agents that are, that are asking you these questions, that are worried about income in the future, that are worried, are people that know the business really well and that are in the business to serve people, not, not to make money, which is the reason why I'm in the business. I, I want to serve people. And the, and the reason why I'm in real estate and I want to serve people in this, in this sector is because it pays really well. Yeah. You know, you can serve people at a hospital or you can help the homeless. And some people have that calling. You know, I chose real estate because I need to have a certain bottom dollar. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that you can serve people at that. And that's huge. That's important. You need somebody qualified. You need somebody who has a good heart, a good person to, to manage that process. From either, either spending your future 30, your, you know, $600,000 or, or getting you those $600,000 that you've been working for for the last 30 years. And now your house is paid off and now you're cashing out. Yeah. So social media is not going anywhere and it's going to get worse. Dude, that's the greatest quote ever, by the way. I'm thinking about like what I can do with that. The whole like it's, you know, for the next five years for breakfast, lunch and dinner, it's Facebook, Instagram, Google and, you know, either yeah. you're eating that or you're not eating. And, and it's not easy. It's another job. It's a full time job. It's a lot. It's another job. But at the same, it is a full time job. But at the same time, like I don't think people realize the power that they have in their pocket, right? right. That phone that's in your pocket, like yeah. agents. If you were sitting there, and I'm not talking about, you don't want to put out content just for the sake of putting out content, right? No. You want to put stuff out that's interesting, whatever. But don't put so much pressure on yourself, like, oh my god, I have to be like, you know, brilliant and funny and this all the time. Yeah. If there's something that you're doing that you find interesting, odds are most people are going to find it interesting. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot to take a cat to pick a phone out of your pocket and take a 15, a 30 second video at the beginning if you're nervous take the videos save them don't post them but just get into the habit of doing it and i still hate it you know and people tell me oh i love watching your videos and you know i i hate it and and let me tell you something and i know i know people that are going to listen to this that, that do it all the time they know that for that one 30 second video there's another 30 two minute videos that suck yeah because it takes practice it takes and and you and it's not natural. It's just we're not natural at it. Our kids are gonna be naturals at just turning on a, ca- a phone, looking at it, and saying ah ha hoo, ha ha hoo. You know whatever it is, <laughs> it just comes naturally to them. To us, it's still not normal. You know yeah. we're we're used to we are we're just used to speaking to people face to face and talking to a phone and it going out to the world. It's just not comfortable yet. But it takes practice, and and you and the only way to do it. It's start today. You got to pick out your phone out of your pocket. Massive action. And send your wife, a, a, instead of calling her and saying whatever you're going to tell her on the phone, take your phone out and do a video. Do a video and just record yourself. Hey, honey, how are you? you know, can you stop by the supermarket, get this, this, and that, or whatever, and then send the video. And she's going to say, that's what are you smart. doing? But that's, you know, if you can't count on your significant other, your best friend, or that other person to give it to you real, then that's, that's already a big problem that we don't want to touch on. But... You should have that one person that you can count on to se- to send that video and practice and just get a little bit more comfortable. And, you know, I just put my phone out and I don't, not that I don't care, but I know that I, ha- I have to do it and that, so you know, it's it's got to be done and I and I enjoy doing it at this point. But in the beginning, I didn't. But what was the other option? Don't do it and don't make money? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, um, I want to talk about, like, 
you're really you're great with this. So work life balance. Like what are your thoughts on work life balance? Does it really exist? You you appear to, and I actually believe that um you really love your family. Yeah. You really love your wife, and you seem to have as good of a balance as someone that's unbelievably driven like yourself can have. Right. So like I mean, is that a struggle? Is that a process? Is it something you have to be mindful of all the time? Do you get frustrated and feel like, you know, sometimes you're restricted from working as much as you want to do or like, because this is like, this is, that's the topic. People are like, right. how do I find this balance? And you seem to have achieved it very well. Um, I struggle with it every single day of my life because um, I, uh, oof, that's a, that's a tough one because because it, it hits it hits home for me. I, I love my children and I love my wife with anything. Like I am waiting till the day that I can retire so I can be with them all day long. Like if I win the Mega Millions, I'm sorry, all you buyers and sellers. <laughs> I'm not doing real estate anymore. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna invest my money so I can spend time with my children and my and my wife. Because I feel and this we were having a conversation earlier. I get messages all the time from friends saying, "Hey, what are we doing?" This Friday, what are we doing this Thursday night? Let's go have a drink. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And and my res- my immediate response is, you know, what I'm doing tonight or what I'm doing tomorrow night, spending time with my girls because that's what I want to do. You know, I feel like a lot of people out there get married, get together with people that they don't really like. You know, they don't really, they, they don't really think, I feel like my girls and my wife are cooler than me and I want them, I want to be a part of their, their clique. Let's just say <laughs> So I want them to take me in. So I will do anything possible to be part of part of whatever they're doing. Is, is it not always possible? So that's where the work-life balance comes into play. Yeah. And the key to that is communication. And it's the oldest. When you ask a 90-year-old couple, why, how did they be married for 40 years? Communication. Well, communication is not just doesn't happen. We have our struggles with my wife and I. And we say, look, we got to pay some bills this month that are tough. I got to be absent. But I look in her eyes and I say, I have to be absent. And she can say to me, Okay, I'll 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 drive this ship at home while you are while you're pulling the net out of the fish out of the water. Because somebody has to be driving the ship and somebody has to be pulling the net. Somebody has to. You can't be doing both. You gotta be able to to delegate home to somebody. You can't delegate it twenty four hours a day. There's at least one day a week that I that I have to take, whether I like it or not. Do I like not because I don't like. Not taking my girls to school or being absent from my business, but you have to do it. You know, as much as you have to take out a buyer and you have to go for that listing, you have to be part of your kid's life because they're going to be messed up. How many messed up people are there out there that have parents that make six-figure income, but they're not fulfilled? I don't want that for my children. So uh, it's very, very difficult to be part of, it's very difficult to be, to have, to, to take a business off the ground and have little children. But having the person at home that has your back, it's really the key to the whole thing. And my wife, you know, I hope she listens to this and she's still listening. Uh, but uh, but I really have to give her all the credit because she works really hard her own business. And uh, she's at home a lot of the time. So I can fulfill, I can do something that I really love doing and make money at it and make her life better. That's huge. I remember reading an article like a few days ago that Warren Buffett put out and he said, marry the right person. He's like, right. that's probably the most important thing in life career is marry the right person. Right, right, right. Because that person's either going to have your back and understand 
And there's a lot of people that are just selfish that want their own, you know, fulfill their own needs. Right. And relationships are, are not easy, but they're, it's a big part of, of success. Yeah. You know, part of it is, and this is a conversation you have with the significant other. Uh, my first mentor told me, um, you can either work these next 10 years as hard as you can so you can retire 10 years early, or you could just do what you're doing and you can retire whenever you retire. And so that is huge to me because retiring doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna I'm gonna stop working, but financially retiring, yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah, especially now it's getting harder and harder to make a dollar, and that dollar goes away very quickly, and it's only gonna get harder. And so to try to in financially retire as soon as possible, it's a huge undertaking. It takes time. It takes space. It takes um, discipline. But you got to have somebody, you got to have a CFO at home. You got to have somebody who you can tell these are the numbers. This is realistically where we are. And somebody has to go make the money if we want to have the lifestyle that we want to have. I want to close out with, with this from you. So I want to ask you, if there's, there's a realtor sitting at home or there's just a person in business sitting at home and they're in that place where you were right before our conversation um, and they like kind of want to get started, but they, they don't have the confidence or they don't know what to do or like they're not ready to take the action. Like, what do you say to that person? Uh, nobody knows what you don't know. If you feel like you are completely inept at real estate, a buyer or a seller does not know what's in your brain. So don't worry about that. Get educated, get out there and get educated, but don't worry about what you don't know. You they can't control that. If you... If you feel like, I, I don't know how to fill out a transaction sheet. I don't know how to show a house. I don't know. You got to go to somebody that knows what they're doing and tell them, would you help me? I will, I will give you all of my potential to learn and you got to invest that. Um, but not worrying. They, 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 my jump went from not worrying about, oh my God, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, let's worry about what I do know how to do. I know how to be personable. I know how to be kind to people. I know how to be honest. And the next stuff you figure out on the way. I feel like people just want real people to 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 get them from wherever they want to go. Either either it is, you know, your 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 accountant, your attorney, your your mortgage guy. They just want honest people to get them to what they want where to want to go. And there's a lot of you know when you read somebody that they're being honest and and that they may not be the most knowledgeable person. So the only thing you have in the beginning is you, the, 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 uh, your honesty, your, your integrity. And so get out there, get, get out there and do it. You know, find, find somebody who's, I have a Charles, I have a, a, another couple of people that are ahead of me in business that I look forward to, that I, that I aspire to be. And then I have a couple of people next to me that I can gauge myself at how we're doing. And I can look to the sides and say, peers that, you know, how they're growing. And I can, I can kind of balance myself. And I also have somebody who I'm looking down on, not, not looking despectively down on, but somebody who's, who's just getting started that I want to help up, that I want, that I see potential on, like you saw potential in me. And I want to bring them up because they're a potential asset to me, or I see that they could be, they have, they're a huge shining star just waiting to burst. Yeah. And so having that present be present in the moment and be present be be just be actively present i think that's the biggest thing every conversation you have during the day be there and um 
I know I just said a bunch of you said one thing and I said ten, but no, it's but, all important. I mean, listen, nobody uh, nobody could have could have said it any better. Lewis, if anyone's out there looking to buy a house, looking to sell a house in the whole Long Island area, how do they get in touch with you? What's your Instagram handle? Your Facebook? Your phone number? How do these guys get a hold of you? Oof, okay, so this is the first time I actually had to do this. Five one six eight eight one zero one two six is my cell. You can text or call. Slow it down. Say it one more time, just in case. Five one six eight eight one zero one two six. I speak Spanish, English, and I can dabble a little Portuguese as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah a little bit. And uh, and my handle and Instagram is uh, listed by listed listed underscore Luis. Um, so you can find me there. Um, just Google me. Uh, it, I'll probably come up in the first couple of you know things that you you'll find uh, Luis Cardenas or Luis Cardenas, however you want to say it. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm. Excited to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, uh, I'm here to help. Awesome. We're all here to help each other get up the mountain. With that said, I'm the handsome home buyer. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, call me. Commercial property, call me. 516, winning lottery ticket, call me. Anything negative, any bills, don't call me. 516-777-SOLD. If you need the captain, and Lord knows everybody needs the captain. 516-513-8838. That's a wrap.